Let's get right to it. I know you have a busy day. And I'm very grateful for this conversation. Sarah Swain, our political BFF, we're admitting her in the uh, live right now. I'm here. Has our podcast been released yet? Don't has know we not. Just, has not? Okay, yet. Yeah. Okay, good. I don't mean okay, good. I mean, okay, good to know. Yeah, I think next week we have you scheduled. I'll, I'll okay. check. But no, it's not out yet, live yet. Although I, I want it wondered, to be. <laughs> I wondered how many people had seen us get misty-eyed. Oh my gosh, that was a day, eh? That was a day. Good. I'm very grateful for this conversation because you are our ordained political BFF. <laughs> yeah. but if you are an idiot when it comes to politics, like I am, you can answer these questions for us. And a big question has popped up in the last few days. And I know you're on top of it. I believe you did a rant about it on your IG recently. Mm-hmm. And I was, I've been so caught up for the last 24 hours in dad mode, losing my mind, borderline <laughs> checking myself into a mental institution. <laughs> trying to you know get my son to play less video games that's an issue um i didn't have a chance to go and watch your rant so i genuinely am coming to you uh with curiosity and stupidity because (laughs) i don't know what's happening so i'm grateful that you can guide us a lot of us are busy working two jobs and doing all these things it's true not something that people think being like i can't wait to spend time on politics this week with the spare time that i have no (laughs) one's saying that I get it. Exactly. <laughs> Diving right into it. I heard, I just basically get my, got my news through a meme that said, you know, Justin Trudeau's going to call it an early fall election. And I stopped and thought, well, that's weird. I know I'm looking to you for, is it true? Yeah. Um, why would he do this? What does this mean with the new coalition that he has with the NDP? All the things. I'll just let you kind of jump in and take it away. Okay. First of all, I just love how we get all of our actual true information from memes these days. (laughs) I think think we need to call that out being like, oh, did you see that meme? Because something might be happening here. Um, That's, I think, indicative of the nuttiness that we're living in right now. But uh, yeah, so (laughs) I heard similar murmurings. And um, then all of a sudden, uh, CPC candidates started to say, oh, if, if Trudeau calls an election this fall, it's like, okay, this is how it always starts. So historically, anytime there's a snap election being called, usually it gets leaked some somewhere, somehow, no different than last fall. Um, I started calling out on my feed probably in June. I last year, basically kind of the same timeline <laughs> we're seeing right now, because uh, there was just little murmurings and understanding the kind of bigger picture at play here it scared me a lot knowing uh why trudeau would be calling an election last year when his term was still two years from being up so two big reasons uh if he were to win the election which he did last year that would extend him another two years past the term he would have been in so he bought himself more time uh, as the prime minister which is the first scary thing the second thing is Uh, He's currently operating a minority government right now, and uh, an election would mean that he has an opportunity to gain more seats in the House and try and go for a majority government. So a majority government, uh, boring political math here for anyone watching, uh, we currently have uh, 338 seats in the House of Commons right now as far as uh, ridings that we have across the country, MPs representing each one of those ridings. And uh, you need 170 MPs in one party in order to form a uh, majority government. And the reason why any government would love this is that you don't need the buy-in from any other party 
in order to pass the legislation you want to see passed. So if there's a bill, I know Bill C-11 has been a massive topic of discussion for a number of reasons, there wouldn't need to be so much back and forth because when it comes down to vote, if there's a majority of that party in, in government, they're all going to vote yes, doesn't matter what anyone else votes. So going for a majority government was something I believed he was hoping for uh, as well last year. So now all of a sudden, we, we've got him back again, <laughs> which if anyone uh, is watching your space or in your app and is actually happy about Justin Trudeau being in power in Canada, I don't know if they know what kind of space you're in, <laughs> or what kind of space they're in. You made uh, up a bad turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Delete app. Oh my God, I got to go. Trudeau is not good for Canada. It doesn't matter. Uh, what your political stripe is, even if you have a political stripe. Trudeau is not good for Canada for no other reason. There's a lot of reasons, but for no other reason, the fact that he's he's a dangerous leader uh, because he he leads by division and conquering. He, he pits groups of people against one another, uh, tries to garner hate uh, for one group from another group in order to always have a group of people to save when it comes time for an election. It's a popular form of government because it works, divide and conquer, and that is that is how he rules. Um, so there's nothing inspiring about him. There's nothing hopeful about him. Um, there's a lot to be afraid of, though. And we know that uh, from a larger agenda picture, uh, he he's in it. He's he's in the game, and uh, he's very much part of what's happening on a larger scale. So that brings us to these rumors of uh, is Trudeau going to call another election? The rant that I put on my Instagram the other day, uh, which is saved as a highlight, so it, it hasn't disappeared from my stories. Um, my concerns about this being true is that it would make sense if he were to call another election uh, in order to do one of a couple of things. One, by himself more time. If there are statistics that he and his team are leaning on that say you would actually win an election again right now before Canada starts to hate you even more, uh, then he's going to try and buy himself more time in order to extend his reign. So right now his reign is until 2025. Uh, if he were to call another election, then he can secure himself uh, until 2026. And we all know that that's encroaching closer and closer to 2030. Um, so that's that's on the, the, the chance that Trudeau actually runs as opposed to the Liberal Party putting up a new leader. So the uh, question here is, will they actually put Trudeau up uh, as the leader of the party um, because it, he is such a divisive person right now, it would be harder for them to garner, uh, put more public support on this campaign trail. Last campaign trail was brutal for him. Um, he couldn't go anywhere without having mass protesters. People chucked rocks at him at some point. Like the man is so hated everywhere in Canada that when I put my mind in the, uh, the mind of, of the liberal government and their goal is to stay in power as long as humanly possible. At some point, they have to ask themselves the question, are we going to continue to be able to be in power and have any level of public trust so long as Trudeau is the leader? So the, the if thing here is if, if they do call an election, will they actually put Trudeau up? 
So there's two kind of scenarios that could happen as a result. They pull him out and put someone else in. Uh, maybe they put Freeland in, which uh, to be truthful scares me more than Trudeau uh, because the public is more likely to fall for her uh, than they are with Trudeau. She is a woman. Uh, she is a lot more calm in her presence. Those of us that have been paying attention know how horrendous she is, not only at actually doing her job, uh, but, but also how deeply dedicated she is to some of these more nefarious policies that I think have all of us concerned. Um, and simply having a new leader of the Liberal government that would have more support from Trudeau is not a good thing either. Well, real quick, if Trudeau was to call a, a snap election in the fall, it would be because he is, and they're going to switch him out for someone else. That means there's an, a, there's an agenda, there's a party agenda. Yes. To bring on, usher in all the big global nefarious things. Okay, because there is a lot of people who just believe if we get rid of Trudeau, that he's the issue, and the people inside his party want him gone because he's, so it's a party issue. It's I not just a single man. Okay. Yes, I absolutely believe we have a party issue, um, with the exception of maybe a couple of MPs in the Liberal Party who are very liberal in their policy and, and the way that they view the world, and that's fine, um, but are starting to show concern for the approach that their party is taking in order to uh, ramrod these things right through into society, uh, ignoring democracy just about every step of the way. Now, the other concerning thing is, which is where my my chat was more centered around the other day, is uh, we know if we look at the election results for the last two elections, the majority of the vote went to the Conservatives in both of the last elections. A lot of people don't know this, and a lot of people may be confused by this, thinking like, well, why on earth aren't, aren't they not in power then if the majority of votes went to the Conservatives? And uh, it's simply because we don't operate on a popular vote electoral system. Our electoral system is called first past the post, which means that when you go to the polls, go and vote, you are voting for an MP to represent you in your writing. That MP has the ability to take a seat in the House of Commons. The party with the most seat, seats in the House of Commons is the election. So the difference of seats, meaning the difference of uh, number of writings that voted in Liberal versus Conservative were very, very different. So I think the Liberals ended up with about 159. Um, and the Conservatives ended up with 119. So that's why the Liberals are in power, even though more people voted for Conservative than any other party in Canada. It's mm. kind of funny, though, because this is actually something that Trudeau campaigned on back when he first ran for Prime Minister, saying they have to get rid of the system. <laughs> and if he actually had followed through with that campaign commitment, he would have lost the last two elections. Um, another classic example of Trudeau saying things just so that people vote for him and they're not actually doing those things. Um, so this is kind of what I'm looking at now. If, uh, they're, if, the, if they are going to call an election, we've got to be really honest with ourselves. We know that the Liberals are losing support by the day, largely just simply uh, because of Trudeau, not necessarily because standard Liberal voters are actually paying attention to what's happening in the world. We are actually seeing a lot of people paying attention, which is uh, starting to put more focus on more right-wing parties, whether the CPC or PPC, uh, because they're listening and they're paying attention, and they're watching these debates. So it can't be denied that if we go to an election, the Liberals are in trouble. 
whether they have enough votes per riding is going to be the ultimate uh, decision. We can't deny, and I don't think that the people uh, you know, behind the scenes politically as far as the campaign trail goes and campaign management, I don't think that they're that naive to think, oh, this is going to be totally fine. We have a majority. There has to be, oh, am I freezing? No, I just was putting my hand up. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm just kidding. While it's on my before, I don't want to interrupt your train of thought, but just while I'm thinking of it, I thought that he had this like, you know, coalition with uh, Jagmeet so that he was kind of could just pass anything he wanted. So whether he's got a majority yes. government or not. So I know you're probably getting to it. I'm just getting excited. I'm getting all worked up as you know, this, this is exactly where I'm going with this, because okay. Uh, the agreement that they have right now with the NDP is what we need to be paying attention to. Because if we look at the results from the last election, we can see that uh, Liberals had 159-ish seats, CPC has 119, uh, the Bloc has 30-something, NDP has 25. All they've needed is the NDP to say yes to whatever they do in the House of Commons. And you're right, it acts as though they have a majority anyway, because the NDP just go along with whatever the Liberals are putting forth. The agreement that they have, though, is not actually a coalition. The agreement that they have is called a supply and confidence agreement. So the way that I describe that is like one notch below a true formal coalition. A true formal coalition would mean the dissolution of both parties. They would then come together as one party under one leader. That would be a true coalition. Mm. Basically like reforming and coming together as the NDP liberal coalition. We're going all in on everything together as one party. It's not what we have. I know that a lot of politicians even refer to it as a liberal NDP coalition. And I think the reason why they use that word is because it's a word that the public understands better in order to illustrate they basically are operating as a coalition, even though parties under two separate leaders still with their own separate policies. Hmm. So if now you're freezing a little bit. And traditionally liberal writings of that losing you i'll just do this whenever you're freezing sarah lived bottom of the votes for liberal and we had about three point eight sorry oh, we, what's happening? We, lost, we lost you for about 30 seconds you were like this what was that what was the last thing i said um we had just finished wrapping up the idea of um, why we use the name a coalition in the public because we understand it. Okay. okay, so now if we look at the results from last election, um, the number of votes and number of seats, if you combine the Liberals and you combine the NDP, popular vote, they had nearly 9 million votes, whereas the Conservatives had 5.5 million. Hmm. Riding-wise, they have uh, a combined about 184 seats, Conservatives at 119. So it's got me thinking, okay, if, if they are going to go to an election, will we see a true liberal NDP coalition? 
because they know that that would be the only way before even more Canadians catch on to what's happening, that they would have a fighting chance at beating this massive right-wing wave that is rolling across Canada, whether blue or purple, whichever one you're, you're with, we can't deny that there is a massive right-wing movement forming in Canada uh, from just right-wing supporters finally feeling safe to actually be able to state that they vote conservative without being canceled for affiliating yourself with a political ideology, uh, or, or whether it's just people are starting to pay attention and they're and they're paying attention to policies and saying hold on a second like what are they trying to push through here and why their time is ticking as far as them being able to continue to pull the wool over the public's eyes so i just have to crawl inside their brain thinking if 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 the intention here is to continue to further the reign of power year by year in order to be able to pull these agendas through we know that it gets hotter and hotter and hotter the, the longer Trudeau stays in power. More and more people start to open their eyes, which is truthfully why I'm glad he's in power right now, because people are waking up because he's so corrupt that it's getting harder and harder for people to ignore. The danger is we, move, we remove him. We give everybody, oh, thank God, God, don't get me wrong, I will be throwing a party the day that that happens. But... Is that a good thing? Because will it give people a false sense of comfort that he's out of the picture, even if Freeland steps up? Is that a good thing if he steps out of the picture and we see a picture of red and orange to create a true coalition before enough people to what's happening here and, and secure this massive left-wing reign? That's where my concern is. And People have asked me since the last election when I realized that people actually wanted to hear what I had to say about politics. Why is it like, are we stuck with Trudeau until 2025? Like this is a nightmare to consider having to, to be a Canadian while Trudeau's in power. My, my response has always been, yes, we're stuck with him and, unless something happens, meaning unless something happens that is going to cause the NDP to have to defect from that supply and confidence agreement because it will be their political careers and their political future on the line if they continue to align themselves with, with the Trudeau regime, um, or we see another election. So my concern that I have now, uh, I have the space to be able to talk about this because the concern that I have now is that if we go to an election this fall and there's no coalition, all right, I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe we've had enough political activity here since the last election last year, enough upheaval, enough upset Canadians to be able to topple the Liberal government, put in a new government and start to repair. Um, but if we're talking a coalition, <clears throat> if we're going to see a true merger of parties, we got a big problem because I don't believe that enough Canadians are politically awake, politically enough to actually have enough support behind um, the right-wing parties to uh, actually be able to have a fighting chance against the left, uh, the, the red and the orange joining forces. And like you mentioned at the beginning of the, of the conversation, you must have access to data that points to now is a good time yeah. Um, to call an election that you would probably win. 
Yeah, there has uh, to there or, has to be numbers and statistics that that would give them the confidence to do it. Otherwise, they wouldn't. And at this point, and how sure are we that this might happen? Is it still a rumor, or is it like a pretty like ninety percent? I I feel as though it's going to happen. Um, if it was just going back to my joke earlier, if it was just a meme, I'd be like, all right, let's actually see. But politicians mm. are talking about it. Um, mm. I'm on the distribution for the CPC and, and certain MPs and the email communication they send out. And they've started to, to, to regurgitate that message that we're seeing online, uh, making reference that what if Trudeau calls an election this fall? Um, you know, basically, where are we at? What are the dangers we're facing? So the fact that we've got politicians also making this reference, speaking that's how it always starts and then lo and behold you'll see a public announcement on the news and a press conference that we're going to an election um, which is frustrating too because uh, it allows for too seriously until an election is called and then by the time that election is called uh, the campaign period often isn't large enough in order to get people to pay attention and get people to get to the polls and vote for God's sake. 11 people didn't vote in Canada last fall, which was uh, truthfully for me more terrifying than Trudeau himself, knowing that we were the most tumultuous times in our history uh, with a, uh, a, a leader of a party who quite literally campaigned on uh, public hatred of the unvaccinated in order to win. So the fact that the public didn't all collectively stand up and say, this isn't right, we're not tolerating this, this isn't okay. Uh, five, and, five million people still said yes to that. That scared me more than Trudeau himself, whether it was the public saying, yes, we agree with this message, the unvaccinated don't belong in society and they need to be punished. Or is it just that people aren't paying attention? They're like, oh, yeah, it's election day. I got to go put my, my check next to the red box on the ballot and I've done my job and I'll figure it out again four years from now. Mm. No idea what's going on. Both scare me. And um you know, a lot of us know this already, but people who are just waking up um, are understanding how, you know, politics really is a study of psychology Yes. and understanding how the human mind works. And you mentioned that, you know, fear is a big part of that. The divide and conquer strategy has been used for hundreds and hundreds of years, maybe thousands um, in order to gain power, you know, create a situation where people are afraid and then they cling to mommy and daddy to, to save them. Yep. Um, that being said, if an election is going to be called in the fall, um, that makes me feel like there's going to be another uproar and campaign of fear to make sure yeah. that all the people who are susceptible to the narrative and being afraid and looking for the liberals to save them will be in line and ready to um, vote red to save uh, themselves. Yep. Um, so that, that's got to be on your mind as well. What kind of fear campaign do you anticipate is it another wave is it monkeypox is it <laughs> i don't know it could be a million other yeah it's possible that they could leverage the upcoming waves that they so accurately predict when they're going to happen it's astonishing um they could try that old trick it, it worked the last time so why not try it again um language though that i've been paying attention to not just with uh, our own government but with uh, the Biden government in the States 
uh, popular terms and phrases that I've I've picked up on that they're using quite often now is right wing extremism and uh, misinformation and disinformation. So is this uh, fear campaign going to be the ultimate discredit to right wing politics uh, and how dangerous, <laughs> dangerous those right wingers are uh, and how uh, the lives of the marginalized will be at risk if there's any um, you know, chance that a, a right-wing party gets into power. Um, Devin Thompson shared a really powerful post just yesterday, I think it was, uh, where Biden was making reference to the Supreme Court judge that um, mm. overthrew Roe versus Wade. Uh, and Biden was making reference to the fact that they can't have right-wing extremists in the Supreme Court um, pushing right-wing extremist values. Now, debate here on abortion by any means, the, if we if pull the emotional aspect aside of that statement, we can't deny that we have a government that wants total control of the courts. And as soon as a government wants control of the courts, as opposed to the courts being allowed to operate based on the law that is before them, we got a big, big problem on our hands. Uh, and the terminology that Biden used uh, was right-wing extremism. So when you start to see these things in the media and you see Trudeau coming up and saying, we're combating misinformation and disinformation, uh, dangerous right-wing rhetoric, they're, they're training the public mind to associate right with danger, right with hatred, right with the removal of freedoms. That's what Biden said uh, on, on air the other day. The right are taking away our freedoms. The public will believe that though, because the news said it, right? Mm -hmm. So this is where I'm nervous because yes, we are, I don't think we're a small fringe minority. I think we've happily taken on the majority at this point, but do we per riding? in order to flip as many seats as we can. So we see a coalition, regardless of whatever type of fear they're going to run this campaign off of, um, will it be enough to flip enough seats in order to stop this from continuing? That's the question. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, this next question is part of a long, longer conversation and I'm sure, and it's, I know it's something you're very passionate about, is how do we stop this? And I guess maybe the first step is people learning, well, A, waking up, but B, learning how to vote. Yeah. People understanding how the system works. I know that's why um, in your parliament uh, community, the app that you have, um, you talk a lot about that is because people don't really understand yeah. how to yeah. even vote. You have to vote for the people in your in particular your little, in your riding. Yeah, it's interesting uh, because I, I know the large sentiment out there that, uh, it's it's two wings of the same bird. It's just more of the same, just from a different approach. And I get it. I, I get it. The reason why, though, we have this bird is because we let this bird come to life. We let this bird come to life because we took our hands off of politics. We, we gave this bird life because we didn't go to the polls. We gave this bird life because we didn't pay attention to our vote. We didn't educate ourselves going to the polls, regardless of who you're voting for. 
and we gave this bird life because we failed to recognize that I think she's frozen. Go on the uh, political spectrum. The bigger the government becomes, because they want to have more control, they want to have more uh, dependence, they want to have more things that basically the public relies on them for, whether it's education, healthcare, uh, social services, this, this massive um, push to create dependence. Now, the pushback I get when I talk about this is say, they say, Sarah, don't you care about people not being able to access social programs? It's ridiculous to think that any good person with a beating heart would want, not want people who genuinely need help to not be able to access it. The problem with the left wing parties, though, is that there's no process here to be able to discern between what is a true and valid need on behalf of the general public versus what is something that we're making available to anyone who wants it? We're not looking at the deeper systemic issues. Why aren't people um, educated enough? And if they are educated enough, why is the education system failing them? Why are homes falling apart? Why are people so removed from their families? Why are people lacking such confidence why do people have such poor relationships with money? And we start to look at all of these root problems as opposed to we're just going to give people a bunch of money uh, and, and, and give stuff, give stuff, give stuff, and hope that these people figure it out so that they don't need it anymore, right? Um, this is the stuff that concerns me. But going back to your original question, sorry, I got sidetracked there. The, the imminent need for Canadians to start paying attention, this is a... a, a we're on the precipice here in Canada of we're either going to save our democracy or we're going to lose it. There's no middle ground here. It, it's very clear what the writing on the wall is. If we don't activate en masse and say enough is enough, we're standing up for our democracy to make sure that these monsters can't continue to just erode uh, our democracy little by little by little over time, we will lose it. And you know, the pushback that so many people get saying, oh, your freedoms are given back to you. What are you still crying about? Or why don't you go fight a real war in Ukraine where democracy is actually at stake and blah, blah, blah. And these are, this is the rhetoric that the TV spews and then the people then just regurgitate it. The, the part that people don't understand is that any nation that is no longer a democracy lost it because the people didn't fight to keep it. Once you lose a democracy, the people can't get it back because the government have control. There's no more electoral process. There's no more voting. There's no more public opinion because it doesn't matter anymore. So while it feels extremely futile and while it feels ridiculous sometimes to even pay attention to politics because they all behave the same or uh, you know, they're just, they're just more people lying to us, I get it. We don't have a choice right now though because we're only a handful of years and it is going a heck of a lot faster here than I thought it would. We're running out of time to be able to preserve and save what little bit of democracy we have left here. So the longer these leftist parties stay in power, um, the, the further and further away we get from our democracy. I'm also not naive though, to think, oh, as soon as the conservatives get in power, we're all gonna be saved. No, 
I think the conservatives, if they do gain power, are in for the rudest awakening of their political careers because the pressure and the attention that's not only going to historically continue to come from the media and the public and the mainstream who have always done whatever they could to discredit the conservatives around every corner. It's also going to come from the people that put them in power, like us, to say, uh-uh, <laughs> just because they're gone doesn't mean that we're not paying attention anymore. I think that they're, if they do get power, I don't think they realize the accountability that's going to be on them. It's not going to be a, a sudden sigh of relief when we go back to our blissfully ignorant lives while the government runs amok uh, without our knowing. Um, it's going to be interesting. So there isn't a political party that can save us. Let's just put it that way. Uh, it's, it's the choice of whether or not the people are going to be involved uh, in ensuring that our politicians actually do their jobs. That'll be the thing that saves us. Okay, we've got to follow Sarah. Um, I know you'll let us all know when, uh, when the big announcement is made or more hints are dropped. <laughs> because most of us... Yeah, probably- I was trying to take the summer off. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I was like, guys, I'm just going to make content over at my Sarah Swain account. I'll be back here at Trailblazer in the fall. Let's all take a breather. <laughs> uh, I know, I saw you doing some like grounding <laughs> slash you know, working in your garden with your bare feet in the mud. I was like, oh, that looks so great. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, it was. Then I, was I, happy then I go it. back on Instagram. Well, it's important to have people like you because a lot of us who are awake um, are not watching the mainstream news. We've sort of disconnected ourselves from that. And we need yeah. to stay in the loop of what's happening, especially with politics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm again, self-admittedly uh, an idiot with all that stuff. So I'm, but I'm learning and growing by following people like you. So I appreciate this. <laughs> I appreciate this relationship that we have. Um, <laughs> I, I also love that you started a Q and A in the uh, the political section of of uh, my app. Which is yeah, awesome. some so good questions can, in there. Yeah, so you can uh, drop a question there. I know Sarah's uh, cool about uh, getting back to you and stuff. And of course, you've got your app, the Parliament, mm-hmm. which if you are really into politics and you are you know on every you're writing every word, um, edge of your seat type stuff, you've got to be in there and and interacting with Sarah. I know you have a whole bunch of what do you do in the Parliament. Gosh, we're actually making a huge announcement about it this week. Um, Basically what this space is, is uh, it's a community for people who are learning about politics and want it to not be so freaking boring. Um, Because I know that's why people are are disengaged. It's you try and go and learn something and 17 websites run by our government are put in your face. You don't know where to start, how to look for things, how to check in on the status of a bill, basic stuff, but that are so heavily overcomplicated. I help simplify that process for people. Um, so I create a lot of resources and, and host calls. So we're really shifting this week actually in that space to make it as accessible for people as humanly possible because of this latest development. Um, we need just all hands on deck uh, leading into this. And, and best case scenario, we put in all this work to, to get our shit together and nothing happens. <laughs> still, still a win. At least we're ready for whenever the heck it does. Um, but uh, yeah, trying to take the summer off like I, I was trying to from the world of politics since the House and the Senate are off. It doesn't look like that's in my future. Yeah. For the rest we of need the you. So, yeah. Try it. We need you. Yeah, I'll and be there. <laughs> thanks for being so generous with your time. It's oh, great to chat with you. And um, I, guess, I guess, I mean, you've got the podcast. You've got a lot of things going on over there. And we recorded a podcast a few days ago. 
or I joked off the top of this call that we both got misty eyed. I think I didn't mean to, but somehow I suddenly got choked up yep. out of gratitude uh, of our relationship. <laughs> it's a special so when does that episode, when does that episode come out? I'm next thinking week? next Monday, uh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, even if it's not, I'll put it up anyway, next Monday. I don't care. That was a great episode that we did. Um, but what I'm most excited about, not the fact that I think people are just interested in, in, in listening to us tearfully express our appreciation for one another. Um, it, it's the behind the scenes of your story, because uh, you're always the guy that's bringing all of us on. And um, there's not enough of us that actually know about you. So that's what I'm excited for people to um, hear about is like, what, what was that whole shit show of an experience for you like back in the winter? And and what what was going on behind the scenes while while your public feed was blowing up and things looked like it was on fire? Um, yeah, yeah. There's there's might... human beings behind our our social feeds and we have emotions and things. <laughs> right, we got emotions and things. Yeah. And right before I let you go, I'll, I'll just a uh, uh, little note. I'll let you know what happened to me the last forty eight hours. I got banned from PayPal, <gasps> and so did my wife Hanan and her her jewelry company Antiana. So it's weird, like you, you know, you hear these stories of people getting their bank accounts frozen and, you know, censorship. But this one was, I, I didn't realize uh, how much I use PayPal. So now I go to a website and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm banned, like banned. Give you a reason? It won't give us a reason. We've been on hold for like five hours, and they hang up, you call back, and they just they patch it through to someone. It's like the the hamster wheel they keep you on. But the only thing is, uh, I guess they saw the content on my website. Because um, I did have a PayPal a link on my website, kidcarson.com, just for people who wanted to, you know, throw 20 bucks, 30 Very bucks shit. as a one-time donation. Yeah, and I guess they, yeah, so it's Ooh, it's a thing. It's Pretty wild, eh? I, uh, I did the same when I started Trailblazer, back when I thought it was actually going to be a media company, because I didn't think anyone was going to know about the convoy. Um, they came out with a new privacy or a view, ter terms of use policy or whatever, not long after specifically speaking about fundraising um obviously as a result of the uh you know platforms gives and go and gofundme and stuff that were uh, wow. part of the convoy so they came up with new terms of use for fundraising and new parameters that they had in place for things like that and i'm like holy smokes are they going to start coming for us awake folks who are fundraising capital to be able to start our business endeavors and they are. Well, if that's not something that'll wake people up, it's not freezing a bank account, but it's blocking you from being able to earn money. And money is what we need to be able to continue to do this work. This is what people don't understand. This is our job now, <laughs> right? Like in order for us to be able to do this work, we have to have the time to be able to do it. In order to have the time to be able to do it, we have to have the income in order to be able to support our lives. So frightening stuff that um, mm -hmm. PayPal's closing in on you. That's sketchy. You start thinking what's next. It wouldn't be far-fetched then that uh, Visa, yeah. MasterCard would say, okay, you know, you're talking about this stuff against the government. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it is scary stuff. Sorry Anyways, I want to do that. But yeah. that needs to be on people's radar. Mm -hmm. But like this, I don't know, maybe I'm weird, but this is the type of stuff that, I just, I hope that it spurs people to start thinking differently about how we move forward, no matter what happens, no matter if it's Trudeau or Polyev or whatever they're going to do in the government, we still have to be of the mindset that they're going to do what they're going to do. 
we have to bolster ourselves and come up with new solutions and, and carve a new path forward um, because we don't know what's next. Like, we just don't know. I mean, we've got an idea, but like having a, a, a PayPal account banned probably wasn't on your agenda for the week. So, you know, are, are we putting our heads together enough as a collective to think about every angle that they could possibly come, come for us or try and silence us or weaken us in, in the voices that we have? Um, it's like dodging bullets these days, just trying to stay active and, and get word out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope that it spurs people's creative thought process and, and expands people's thinking to, all right, you dipshits, you froze my PayPal account. What, what can we do as a community instead of PayPal? This is mm-hmm. how we create a, 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 quite literally a new society that runs maybe parallel to this corrupt one that we have. But I just don't want people to feel as though our safety and our security lies in the hands of the government and these big companies that have a lot of power and a lot of money. Um, they want us to think that way, but the more that we put our heads together and think, okay, if this is the angle that they're taking, what can we do? Um, what are our options here? Um, we're always going to be okay. That, that's what I want people to recognize is that we're always going to be okay. So long as we're always of that thought process that doesn't matter what anybody does. You can't, you cannot impact the quality of my life um, or amount of safety and security I have without my consent. Um, mm. we, we need to be having those conversations as often as possible. Mm-hmm. It definitely does inspire me to think more like that. Um, and I'm glad you ended off with on, on a positive note because yeah. it's easy to get sucked into negative town. Hard man. Right? right. It's everywhere. Yeah, I've, I've had a couple of days where I was like, oh, just, and then I'm like, okay, well, listen, I, have them too. I, can't, let them, I can't let them win. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. Stay in the light. Gotta stay yeah. in the light. Sarah Swain, you are the best. I don't know what other word to use. You're just the best. I love you. Thank love you for you your too, time friend. today. Let you get back and jump in your garden or do something fun for the rest exactly of your day. Exactly where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Swain, everybody. Thank you. See you later. Talk to you soon. See ya. That's it for today. Thanks for uh, tuning in to the live stream. I will post this as a podcast, I think, so that uh, you know people who are just joining the app in, in the coming weeks can find this conversation. Listen, and I really appreciate um, the subscribers on this app. If you can't subscribe, that's totally cool. You know, I mean, it helps a great deal, but your presence here on the app is, is greatly appreciated, whether you're a subscriber or not. But if you've ever considered being a subscriber, now would be a great time as we roll out plans to uh, make this app grow as much as possible far and wide across Canada and really, of course, unite all those people that are still feeling very isolated and don't have a community to be a part of. And also with the incoming Bill C-11 in the fall where it's going to get real weird on social media. All right, guys, love you. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Cheers.